Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Program. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering at Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church Company, as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. We are live from the Faith FM studios here in South Australia. And I am delighted, dear friend, to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore a very important topic. This week, our theme has been the Bible, Jesus, and the end times. The topic in particular for today is, is talk of end times just sensational fear-mongering? That is the question of which we will be attempting to answer. Friend, wherever you might be, at home sitting on the couch just pretty much relaxing, or in the car driving home from work, or you might be at work still, wherever you might be, I welcome you to this wonderful uh, uh, study as we will be looking at the Bible and what the Bible has to say in answer to the question of which is, is talk of end times just sensational fear-mongering? Friend, there's a lot I could share this moment, but let me begin by introducing our co-host for today, Pastor David. How are you, Pastor David? How are you going, uh, Fabiano? And uh, it's wonderful to be with you again and also yes. to be engaging with our listeners. Definitely. No, I'm well, thank you. And um, I'm enjoying the weather. Today it's been rather fine. Not too hot, not too cold. I don't know how you're feeling about the, the weather here in South Australia. Yeah, look, February is, I think, typically the hottest month in, in South Australia, right. a dry state in the driest continent. And yeah. we've had, um, yeah, it's been an interesting summer so far. That's right. But, uh, yeah, the last 24 hours, it's been sort of quite mild, about mm, 23, 24, yes, 25. That's right. A few little um, drizzles yes. uh, with rain. and yes. um, But we know right around Australia, it's, it varies so much, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. You know, interestingly, I realized that uh, here in Australia, the weather can change any minute. Uh, whereas where we come from, you know, if it's winter, it's winter. Uh, it could be raining. And, and then in the next few minutes, it could be blown out, you know, sunny and hot. Uh, but uh, but we enjoy the weather. Uh, Look, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And um, I want to say a shout out to our listeners in Victoria. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where I come from. And right. uh, certainly Melbourne is known as a place uh, where you can get four seasons in the one day. Now, ah, does it go. happen in reality? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. But certainly, yeah, there's lots of weather variations right. and extremes, isn't there? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, that's quite interesting. We are also living in a very interesting time, dear friends. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that have been asked around the world. And uh, I think uh, I think I've shared this on this radio program before, that there's even a film that has been created called The Eleventh Hour. And, uh, and in that in that film, uh, a lot of scientists are wrestling with some of the most important questions uh, that, uh, that we are faced with today, such as uh, global warming and uh, many other I like that. Uh, and uh, we are seeing a lot of changes in our world now. Um, and sometimes we have, uh, uh, as Christians, we have uh, looked at these things and um, uh, and identified or correlated them with what we read in Matthew 24, uh, where it speaks about the sons of the times. And uh, here it's referring to the times that will precede the second coming, otherwise known as the end times. And so there are many things happening around the world. Now, COVID has even exacerbated uh, the, the issue uh, and, the, and there's a lot of discussion concerning the end times today. I don't know what your thoughts are, but hey, we would like to engage with you and hear what your thoughts, your opinions are, or if you have a question also, uh, feel free to send that through. And the number to uh, send that question or text to is 04888-80811. And uh, if you do that, that will be much appreciated because we would like to engage with you in the discussion. Plus, we would like to know where you're listening from, dear friend, wherever you are. Obviously, if you're driving, don't text, but I mean, if you happen to be at work or at home and, and you're able to, let us know where you're listening from. Hey, this radio program is, you know, broadcasting pretty much live across uh, Australia. And so, uh, 
I believe there's someone listening at the end of the town. So hopefully uh, you'll be able to uh, send us a message. The number once again is 04-888-80811. Friends, I found something fascinating. Once again, as usual, I uh, take this opportunity to share uh, some of the things that I found uh, fascinating. Uh, sometimes I call this segment the World Watch or the Christian Headlines um, as it pertains to the times in which we are living. Uh, notice here in this article, which you can also find on the Christian Headlines uh, News Network, uh, published on November the uh, November the ninth in two thousand and eighteen. The article has the following title: "God sent Donald Trump to prepare the church for the end times." Jim Baker says. Um, well, obviously that caught my attention because we are talking about uh, the end times today. And the question we are asking is, hey, is the talk of end times just a sensational fear mongering? That is really the, the, what we'll be wrestling with. And so you can see how this would have captured my attention. It actually says here in this article that a Christ, uh, Christian end time uh, prepper, Jim Baker, said that God told him he put Donald Trump on this earth to give the church time to prepare for the impending end. I, I can, I can, I guess, assume some of you scratching your heads a little bit. But he continues by saying, on a television broadcast, the well-known end-time prepper asked the audience if they had ever seen so much hatred for a political leader. And Baker said, have you ever seen a time when we hate our president like the people do now? He added, literally half the nation hates the president and will probably kill him if they got a chance. Obviously, this is in America. Um, and uh, during the broadcast, Baker noted that he prayed to God, asking him why the current climate is as hostile as it is. Now, I mean, sit properly because what you're about to hear, this, this is quite interesting. It says, according to the televangelist, God answered him by pointing to the book of Revelation. And we will talk about the book of Revelation uh, shortly. And so Berker said, God told him, you are in Revelation chapter 6, which speaks of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. According to the end, time, uh, end times prayer, God told him that the first horse of the apocalypse is the beginning, uh, uh, is, is beginning to ride on the earth. And so then he goes on to explain what he means that is. But, um, I just found this fascinating. What this, uh, um, end time prepper Jim Baker, that's his name, Jim Baker, uh, has to say he looks at what is happening around the world and he sees that definitely something has changed. And obviously he's uh, looking at what's happening, what was happening back then with Donald Trump and how there was so much hair trade, so many things going wrong. Uh, and um, according to him, God told him specifically that we are in the uh, in the end times. And so he said, hey, this is why these things are happening. These things are supposed to happen uh, uh, in the last days. And so then he uh, apparently was directed to Revelation chapter 6. Now, there's a lot which the Bible uh, um, has to say about the end times. And Revelation is not the only book. There's a few other books that also speak to this uh, idea of the end times. But uh, but I'm curious, uh, maybe let me ask uh, Pastor David uh, just briefly. I'm curious to know whether uh, this idea of the end times is unique maybe to the Christian world. Um, like those who believe in Jesus, are they the only ones who have an idea that uh, there will be uh, uh, something such as an end time? No, no, there yeah. it's, it's not unique to Christianity. Now, there are certain perspectives of this that are definitely That's definitely right. unique to Christianity. Yeah. And then within Christianity, mm -hmm. there are also different concepts and different theology of what yeah. this may look like. That's right. That's but, right. Um, if you go into some of the other faiths, yes. uh, Islam yeah. uh, has a concept and a belief in an antichrist. That's right. They don't use that that wording. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there mm. there are many faiths that that, that have uh, concepts and beliefs in an end time scenario. Right. Yeah. So obviously, this gentleman, Jim Baker, uh, is more of a uh, uh, what should I say? He he he's. He appears to be plugged in and he's looking at what's happening around, around the world, especially back then in 2018. He is fully convicted that 
we are living in the end times and he's looking at what's happening what was happening back then with donald trump and he was convicted according to him even god told him that uh, we were there right there in revelation chapter six um i don't know if you have any what are your thoughts uh, i mean on, on this obviously if there's anything interesting that you're thinking along what this yeah, gentleman so, is so this was from 2018, out. wasn't it? So right. I wonder if um, Jim Baker still feels that uh, or whether yeah, he has yeah, changed yeah. his perspective. Now, mm. I guess we don't know, and yeah. I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to prejudge him. Yeah. But um, the Bible talks about scoffers coming in the last days, and, right, and that right. can be um, uh, one, of the, one of the signs, if you like, okay. of uh, what life will be like. Mm. Um, we also know that uh, Jesus talked about the last days, and That's he talked right. about um, false Christs and false prophets, and many people saying that that they were the Christ, etc. Mm. And we'll talk more about that That's tomorrow, right. I believe, yes. on on Faith FM, right, or it might right. have been yesterday that was mm. that was talked about. Yeah. So certainly, the Scripture is very clear. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, in First Timothy, well, we might even look at that later on. All right, uh, but in First yeah. Timothy. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Yeah. That's First Timothy 4.1. Yeah. So the Bible clearly talks about the last days or the latter days or the latter time. Um, and um, you've got that in the Old Testament as well, right, and that will right. be covered later this week. Yes. Uh, so clearly the Bible expresses so plainly mm. about the world coming to a consummation, coming right, to an end. Right, right. Yeah, that's quite interesting. And, uh, dear friend, there's a lot of questions around this. Uh, just like the question of which we are answering today says, hey, is this just a sensational fear-mongering uh, thing or, 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 or a talk uh, uh, that uh, the Christians usually use from time to time? Obviously, we want to explore this question in great details but once again we would like to hear from you we would like to hear what your perspectives are we'd like to hear what you think uh, about um, the end times and even if you're not a, if you if you're not a believer um, do you think the world will just continue uh, for millions of years or trillions of years to come what are your thoughts friends the number is zero four triple eight eight oh eight Eleven. We are going to uh, come to a song, and uh, after the song, we'll resume back, and then we'll get into the study, and we'll see what the Bible has to say about the end times. And so, friends, I'm going to just uh, once again uh, play this beautiful song by Andy McLeod, uh, Signs of the Times. Please do stay with us. We'll be right back. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A paper called the Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to King of 
listening to Faith FM Drive Time big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Pastor David Butcher here in South Australia in the studios of Faith FM welcome dear friend this was uh, an interesting opportunity to discuss under the topic is talk of the end times just sensational fear mongering we have been covering this theme of uh, the Bible Jesus and the end times and just looking at what the Bible has to say about the end times friends we've got an interesting offer uh, this is a free giveaway. If you're interested, it is the book End Time Hope by Mark Finley. If you're interested, my friend, all you have to do is to text the code word SA32. That is SA as in South Australia and the number 32, SA32 to the number 04888-80811. The Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details and then we'll mail that to you. Do not do not forget it is the number sorry do not forget it is the code word SA32 that's all you have to send to the number once again welcome to Faith FM drive time program we have pastor David here in the studio who's going to uh, lead us in a discussion as we look at the uh End times and asking the question, is this just a sensational fear mongering talk that Christians put on? Maybe let me maybe start with that. Uh, Pastor David, is this the case that Christians just talk about the end times in order to exert fear into people? Really good question and really pertinent and relevant question. And look, let's be honest. I'm sure there are some Christians yeah. that... Um, preach these sorts of things to promote fear or to drive them to religion. Mm. Uh, I was blessed a number of years ago to travel through Europe um, and uh, go through some of the ancient uh, cathedrals, hundreds Mm. of years old. And as you go through some of those cathedrals, uh, and I'm talking uh, Roman Catholic cathedrals by and large, but not solely, uh, you'd walk in and you'd look up at the ceiling in some of these, you Uh know, meters high, like cathedrals. That's right. And there up on the ceilings you would see paintings of of hell and people in torment and and yeah. demons, you know, with fire and all sorts of things. And mm. so as a believer, what the church taught back then is that uh, if you weren't um, saved into the church, this is what you'd experience, that oh, you were wow. driven by fear. Yeah. Now, that's the teaching of hell, okay? That's right. But I'm sure that um, this sort of uh, misguided approach mm. has also been used in Christendom as well and right, maybe even right. other faiths. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. The question, is the talk of the end times just sensational fear-mongering? We can't Mm. have that as a broad label. 
Right. I would right. disagree with that. Okay. Um, I've seen people, and I'm sure many of our listeners have, you walk through a mall in, in a large city mm-hmm. and um, you'll often have someone on a box or a yep. soapbox or yep. with placards. That's right. Um, and they will be crying out uh-huh. um, that Jesus is coming again, you need mm. to repent to be saved or you'll burn in the fires of hell. Ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Now, <laughs> there is truth to some of that, okay? Uh-huh. But most people and I would say the vast majority of people, mm-hmm. simply just walk on by and think the person is a loony or a nutcase. That's right. Um, and I think the key principle is this. It is found in 1 John 4.18, 1 John 4.18, and um, I don't know if you have that handy, Fabiano, but if you yes. do, if you could read that for us. 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So what I really love Mm. there is that first part. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. That's true. Now, we need to be mindful uh, whenever we talk about any biblical topic, even of hell, for instance. Right. There is, uh, in that theology, and we're not covering that today, but yeah. the Bible speaks with love. Mm. And if we remove love from our theology and, right. and our study of God's Word, then we could be doing the work of the devil, mm. inadvertently. Mm. So, yeah, first yeah. of all, talk of the end time right. should be seasoned with love. The Bible says God is love, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. So love has to permeate everything, even the talk and the teachings of end times. And so I think, um, you know, telling people on a soapbox that unless they repent, they will burn in hell. Now, the people might have wonderful motives, and I'm not to judge them, Mm -hmm. but often that will push people away. But end times and talk of the end time... Mm -hmm. It can become sensational fear-mongering if the events in question actually don't eventuate. Right. Okay. And, of course, um, Fabiano, um, we would know um, mm. currently, as, as our listeners would, yes. um, looking at the troop build-up on the, in Russia on, yeah. and the Belarus and the, and the yeah. border of Ukraine. Yeah. You know, uh, even today, President Biden was saying there is about 150,000 Russian troops on the borders of Ukraine. They still could um, uh, uh, force their way in and cross That's the right. border and, um, you know, attack yeah. attack the Ukraine. Right. Uh, people are saying, and Russian people are saying, this is all just fear-mongering. This is all <laughs> sensational. It's not going right. to happen. Yeah, yeah. Now, if it did happen, hmm. then it wouldn't be fear-mongering. It would be right. truth. That's right. That's right. And so what I want to suggest is, and I hope it doesn't happen, obviously, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk of the end times mm-hmm. only becomes sensational fear-mongering if the events in question don't eventuate. Right. Um, if they do eventuate, they are clearly not fear-mongering, but rather a warning so that people can escape the consequence. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you tell your your young uh, child, mm-hmm. um, listen, honey, don't go putting your fingers in the oven. <laughs> That's right. Is that just fear mongering? No, definitely not. Um, yeah. uh, you know, don't put your fingers in the oven because if you do, they'll be severely burned. That's not yeah. fear mongering. No, definitely it's not. It's a message yes. of love <laughs> given by a, a loving parent to a child that may not understand fully, mm. in order that they can be protected. That's right. And kept safe. Yes. And so the message of Scripture is one of Mm. a message of love from an all-knowing, all-loving, holy, pure parent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to children that have strayed and wandered Yes. so that they can be kept safe and kept pure and not be harmed. Right. And that they can be reunited with their perfect parent. So amazing. Mm -hmm. Was God through Noah? Mm Mm-hmm fear-mongering with his claims of the flood and his desire for everyone to be saved. Well, the Bible tells us that Noah preached for 120 years and so God was warning uh, for quite a long time and, 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 and what Noah was preaching you know, uh, for, for such a lengthy time 
did eventuate. It did happen. It, so he was not uh, fear-mongering. Absolutely. Mm. And, and he was preaching that the world would be covered, a yes. flood would come. Yes. They'd never seen a flood before. Mm-hmm. He preached, as you said, for 120 yes. years. Noah yes. would have to be one of the most unsuccessful preachers <laughs> that uh, right. that is recorded in Scripture. Yeah, definitely. From a human perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, an incredible boat builder. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because mm. he was given a message to preach and yeah. he preached it, yeah. and yet the people... People would have, I'm assuming, uh, only, well, I'm not assuming, Scripture says only he and his family, eight people in total, Mm. were saved and spared. That's amazing. Even the workers that built the ark. Yeah, that's, yeah, I've never thought of it that way. That's quite amazing. Because if you think about it, and and I'm thinking here now from, uh, from a human perspective, they probably started with him. And there probably a lot of people, you know, maybe listened to him in the, in, in the start. But then they, but then they probably thought, hey, Okay, fine. Two years ago, he said it would happen. It hasn't happened. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. And all of a sudden, say, hey, yeah, we've heard all that. You know, this is not the first time hearing this. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. That's just Noah. He's getting old. Or uh, it's just him trying to scare us, you know, so he can put us together. Who knows? And so, yeah, he's got some crazy yeah, plan. Yeah, he wants to put yeah, us on this yeah. wooden contraption. And, and after a hundred years of yeah, preaching yeah, yeah, a yeah. similar message, mm, mm. people would have switched off or yeah. said, he's just a crazy old man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yet, the invitation was for everyone mm. to get on board. Now, right. was it fear-mongering or did it come true? Oh, it did come true. That's right. And it was yeah. a message of love, wasn't it? It was a exactly. rescue. Exactly. Or yeah. could have been a rescue. What about the story of Lot um, yeah. in Genesis, the story yeah. of um, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm-hmm. The two angels come right. to Lot's home and they say, it's going to be destroyed. You've got to get out, you yeah. and your family. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lot went... Mm. He obviously had uh, two young daughters in his household, yeah, yeah. but he went to some of his other children. That's right. And they didn't, yeah. their husbands didn't heed, did they? They didn't no, heed the message. Not. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. would have thought, you're crazy, fear-mongering. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. And yet we know mm. the next day... Sadly, yes. Yeah, it was destroyed. It was destroyed by fire. Mm. And what about the warning to Israel and Judah? Hmm. Um, I mean, the ancient prophets of the yeah. Old Testament, they were continually warning God's people that... Unless they were faithful, mm-hmm. unless they followed God's plan yes. and were faithful to Him, yes. there would be destruction. Wow. They had to repent. Yes. And there was predictions. I mean, uh, you read through uh, Jeremiah, predictions of going into captivity, Babylonian mm. captivity. That may have been averted had they yes. repented. That's right. That's it wasn't right. fear-mongering. It came no, true. It came true. That's true. Matthew 24, yes. Jesus predicted uh, the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm. And he gave his people uh, a warning in advance. When you see these yeah. things begin to happen. That's right. Flee to the mountains. Flee to the mountains. Yeah. 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 I pray that your departure isn't on the Sabbath or isn't in, or, and, and people aren't pregnant or isn't in the winter. Mm. Was mm. it fear-mongering? No, it was a warning of love to be ready. And so I would like to uh, frame uh, our study of Scripture. Yes. With the messages of the end times and the message of the return of Jesus is not one of fear-mongering. Mm-hmm. It is a message of truth. Right. And right. it's a message that is wrapped and is infused with love mm. if we take it from Scripture. Wonderful. Right. That's, that's quite amazing. And uh, as I think about that, I, I, I just uh, appreciate um, the panorama, uh, 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 I guess, uh, Outline that you have just given about uh, examples that we see throughout uh, history um, of uh, warnings, warnings of love uh, from God uh, to a people. And uh, for example, in the time of Noah, for, for, for many, many, many years, and, uh, and just seeing that everything that God predicted would happen or, or through the prophets prophesied that it would happen, all these warnings were uh, uh, um, they did actually happen, and that's that's quite. We can have complete yeah. confidence. Yeah. And look, yeah. some scholars, Fabiano, have suggested that there are over fifteen hundred prophecies in Scripture right. referring, or fifteen hundred prophecies or verses referring to Jesus' second coming. Mm. Wow, fifteen hundred, a lot. And it suggested that for every one mention of Jesus' first coming, uh-huh. there are eight mentions of his second coming. That's amazing. Now, why would that be? If it wasn't important, that, that 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 is important. That is huge. And 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 yeah. this is the story of Scripture. Mm. 
It's the fall of humanity. Right. It's the helplessness, the inability to save oneself, and it's the rescue plan that right. that is the culmination. So I want to suggest that um, the second coming is the culmination of salvation history. Mm. Salvation was won at the cross by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. The cross is the foundation of our, and the death, obviously, with the cross, and the yes. resurrection right. is the foundation of our human hope, mm-hmm. salvation hope. But I want to suggest that the second coming is the focus of the biblical writers in the New Testament. Mm. Right. They are looking yes. forward to the return of Jesus. That's quite amazing. And yeah. so I'm wondering, Fabiano, if yes. we can read the verse um, in uh-huh. Scripture by the Apostle Paul, yes. Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. Titus 2 and verse 13. All right, Titus chapter 2, verse uh, 13. If you're following, he, this is in the New Testament, Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Uh, and the Bible says, Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. So mm. is this depicted as a scary event? No, definitely not. Now, it yeah. is true, isn't it, that yeah. um, the Bible paints a picture of sheep and goats, yeah. the yeah. saved and the lost, a resurrection of, of, of life and a mm. resurrection of condemnation, John mm. chapter 5. Yeah. So it depends whether we've accepted Jesus as yes. our Savior and yes. what he wants to give us, the free gift of salvation. That's right. That's right. And a life eternally with him, mm. or whether we would choose our life on earth now. Mm. That's right. Separate from Jesus. It doesn't sound like uh, um, Paul was... Uh, um, scared of the second coming. In fact, he was, uh, he, he speaks about it in the positive uh, tone, the blessed hope. That's it, quite he amazing. Does. And mm. the Greek word there for yeah. blessed is, is a Greek word. And my Greek, pardon if you're Greek, because you will, uh, <laughs> you will choke on my articulation. The right. Greek word there for blessed is makarios, which right. means, uh, blessed, fortunate, or happy. Mm. And so this, uh, teaching mm-hmm. of the return of Jesus, is a happy hope. Right, right. A happy right, hope. Yeah, so it's amazing. not fear-mongering. Mm, no, definitely not. And you know, uh, we can also have full confidence that this will happen because all the prophecies, all the warnings in the Old Testament, as uh, Pastor David has outlined them, you can see that we have good examples of uh, everything predicted happening uh, to do with uh, let's say these warnings, these judgments which God spoke about. And obviously conditional prophecies were different, but uh, uh, most of these uh, uh, stories that uh, Pastor David have um, alluded to, uh, they happened. And we can have full confidence uh, that uh, this uh, the second coming, uh, which also involves the end times, obviously there must be uh, uh, an end of the age before Jesus comes. And, I mean, or we could say Jesus comes when the end of the age happens. Um, and so we can have certain confidence uh, that uh, this will happen. Uh, this is quite amazing. And not only that, we see that ever since Jesus left this earth, um, all the apostles, all the uh, Christians have been looking forward to this, um, uh, to this event. So This happy hope, yeah. haven't they? Mm, that's quite it's amazing. Inter- it's interesting, Fabiano, because as you've said, the confidence we can have of Jesus' return referred to as the second coming, we have complete confidence in that because of what Jesus did at his first coming. Right. We know he came the first time. The Bible says he was resurrected. He went to heaven. Right. Uh, The fact that he came the first time, the fact that he died and rose again and went to heaven gives us absolute confidence that Jesus will come again. And um, I just want to share with you that uh, the Apostle Paul... Mm -hmm. Sorry, the Apostle Peter, I should say, uh-huh. um, uh, in Acts chapter 3, talks about Acts chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. He says that uh, Jesus must be received into heaven first right. until the time of restoration of all things, mm. which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren, him you shall hear all things, whatever he says to you. This is this is um, this is the the commencement of the Christian church. This is right. Acts chapter three, mm. and Peter is saying uh, that um, uh, 
Jesus is going into heaven until the times of restoration. Right. Yeah. When does restoration occur? So that's when Jesus comes, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and and Peter there in the book of Acts is saying that um, uh, Jesus will remain in heaven until that time. Mm. And essentially the final restoration happens when Jesus returns to this earth. Right, right. That's and, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I'm wondering, Fabiano, whether you can read First Peter one five. First Peter. First Peter one five. First Peter one five. All right. First Peter one five. It says, "Who are kept by power of." Um, let me read that again. Yeah, maybe verse four. As yeah, verse well. four. Yeah, just to give a little bit of context. All right. Uh, do you mind if I pick it up from verse three? Absolutely. All right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His abundant mercy, has for, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that, and that does not fade away, uh, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So wow. salvation ready to be revealed in the last mm. time. Mm. So this is pointing to what? Wow, the second coming pretty much. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, sorry, Pastor David, I just, I'm curious uh, because I know that there might be others who are listening who are maybe not Adventists uh, or Christians or, um, or who are hearing this theme and concept, uh, maybe for the first time. Now, when we talk about the end times, uh, and we talk about the second coming, are they one and the same thing? We are, we are living, the Bible says, in, right. in the, the end times. Okay. Uh, the world is uh, growing old uh, like a garment, mm-hmm. waxing old like a garment. Right. Uh, we're living, the Bible says, in the last days. The Bible okay. writers say that, okay? Yes. Uh, but the end time, uh, the end times occur uh, when Jesus comes back to rescue his own, when right. enough is enough. Yes. Uh, uh, Satan has has uh, done enough. Satan has done his damage. Yes. Uh, people have made their decisions, right. and Jesus comes back to rescue his people. Okay, all right. So we are living then in the times just preceding to that uh, end, um, uh, to that end time, or to that end of the age. Uh, okay, so that's quite amazing. And now coming back maybe to the topic as well, we had uh, asked this question. Um, you know, the talk of the end times. Is it just sensational fear mongering? We've answered the question. We've said that, hey, we've seen events in the past which were predicted, warnings which were given, and they did come to pass. And we have seen also clearly from Scripture that this is certain to happen because the Bible is dependable and the Bible is trustworthy. We have um, um, answered the question in many ways. Now, maybe just before we go to the break, uh, I'd like to just once again give you maybe a few minutes to kind of solidify now the message that you're really sharing here. Uh, obviously, You've already answered the question, but just before we come to the break, if, if there is one thing you'd like to say, just to wrap it up together, and then we'll come to the break. Hmm. Yeah, look, uh, there is the other side of the coin as well, isn't right. there? If yeah. we're, we're not in a relationship with Jesus, yeah. then there is no hope. Definitely. That's the picture Scripture gives. Okay. And um, uh, Peter talks about scoffers coming mm-hmm. in the last days. All right. And um, this is what... Um, he says in Second Peter chapter three, okay, and Second uh, Peter three and verse three, where he he says, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days. So here we have a picture of the last days, right? That's right. Yeah, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mm. In other words, this is um, this is all uh, you dramatizing. Exactly. You know, it's all fabricating things. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, is the promise yeah. of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Mm. For this they willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, mm. by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. Mm. So he says that Peter is saying that people and scoffers will come saying, where is the signs of his coming? You've been yeah. talking about it. Things yeah. have gone on like they always have. That's right. And Peter says, hey, these people have forgotten okay. that God spoke. He created things um, out of water right. and he destroyed them 
also with water. They forgot that, he said. But he says this, verse 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Hmm. And then he says this, but beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, and that all should come to repentance. Mm. And I want to challenge our listeners. Jesus is longing and waiting. Mm. The door, just like the door of the ark, is open for as long as possible. Mm. And if you haven't made a decision to give your life to Jesus, right? then do it today because he is long-suffering. Mm. But then it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works are in it will be burned up. And then he says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons should we be? And he says we should live holy and godly lives. So he's saying, don't delay your decision. Right, right. That's, that's, that's quite amazing. Now, dear friend, you probably have heard of this before. The signs of the times, uh, the events to do with the last days, and the fact that Jesus is coming soon. Or it is possible that you're hearing this for the first time. And the Bible is saying, hey, there are things that are happening now, and these are pretty much stages of the of the final hours of his history and Jesus is coming soon. We have heard Paul speak about the second coming in such a positive tone, the blessed hope. And only that God is long suffering, wishing that you may accept him, that you may accept his plea for salvation. Dear friend, the ball is on your court as some would say. Let us come to a short break and we'll be right back. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Listen to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app. Available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano here in South Australia and our regular co-host, Pastor David Butcher. Friends, we are so thankful to have this wonderful uh, time to be able to study from Scripture together. And I'm so thankful that you have tuned in. Thank you for those who have already written to us. We can see the text coming through uh, very soon. Very soon we shall send a reply. And we do have a free giveaway it is the book End Time Hope by Mark Finley. This is a beautiful, wonderful book, one that you must have, dear friend. Listen, if you would like to get hold of this free offer, all you have to do is send in a text uh, or send in a code word. This is the code word of which you need to send to the following number, SA32. That's all you need to send in, SA32. SA as in South Australia and the number 32. Now, you need to send that code word to the following phone number, 04888-808-11. The Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. Uh, once you do that, we'll surely uh, make sure that we get uh, this uh, this book to you. Friends, welcome again. We have been covering this huge theme, the Bible, Jesus, and the end times. And right now, today, we're covering the following topic. Is talk of end times just sensational fear-mongering? We've already answered the question. Definitely not. These things will happen. We've seen wonderful uh, 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 narrative or uh, a panorama, uh, uh, historical uh, sketches, uh, if I could put it that way, of what uh, uh, has happened uh, back in the past. God gave warnings and God said this would happen and it did happen. And we can be sure that what is said about the end times will happen. Yes, sometimes people may uh, not, I guess, uh, share this message with love. But uh, what the Bible says, however, will surely come to pass. Now, let me turn to Pastor David once again and ask, you know, why is Jesus coming and uh, what are some of the reasons as to why Jesus is coming yeah look uh, fantastic question and this is so important there are a number of reasons as to why he's coming what is the purpose mm. we've touched on some but yes. Matthew sixteen twenty seven says for the son of man will come in the glory of his father with his angels yes and then he will reward each according to his works mm-hmm. so clearly Jesus is coming one of the reasons one of the purposes is to reward people, yes. to reward those who are in a relationship with him. Wonderful. But then Fabiano, yes. um, he is also coming to bring believers together. And right. I'll get you to read 1 Thessalonians 4.17, but before yes. you do, I want to read 1 Thessalonians 4.16, and you read Wonderful. verse 17. Yes, sounds Verse good. 16 says this, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, mm. and the dead in Christ will rise first. This is his second coming. Wonderful. Yeah. Now, verse 17 tells yes. us, mm-hmm. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Wow. And then the final verse there mm-hmm. says, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Yeah. So Jesus is returning to bring believers together, to reunite believers. These verses That's tell us that the dead in Jesus who are asleep in the graves, that death is like a sleep, the Bible says, mm. will be brought to life first. They'll rise first. They'll yes. meet Jesus in the air. Mm. He's coming back uh, physically, visibly, yeah, audibly. audibly. Yep. And it's a literal second coming. You That's just right. need to go to Acts uh, chapter 1 to mm. see that. Mm. That's um, right. And, and Matthew 24 as well. Mm. But he's coming here to raise the saints that are dead. And those who are alive when he comes that are in a loving relationship with him will also uh, rise up in the air to meet him. So wow. this is a reunion, a coming together yes. of all believers. That's quite amazing. That's one of the purposes. Right. But he's also coming... To transform us. Now, if someone dies and they're riddled with cancer, Mm. what's the benefit of being raised from the dead still riddled with cancer? That would be sad. Mm. So, Fabiano, um, if you'd read for us 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 to 54. Right. The Bible says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit corruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. 
but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal, that means die, uh, must put on immortality, meaning never die. So when this... Uh, corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory so here we have a picture don't we of Hmm. all humanity in fact this planet has been impacted by sin we all degradate we all die death is the result of sin Hmm. Jesus is coming to do away with death he's coming to do away with the destruction that is a, is a result of sin. Um, it's interesting, Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21, the Apostle uh-huh. Paul says this, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Saviour, right. the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So when Jesus comes, he will transform Right. Our bodies. He will transform us completely. That's amazing, Pastor David, because I know that many uh, people, uh, older folks, young at heart uh, still, but some older folks tend to get worried. You know, they're getting all wrinkly. They, you know, they're losing their strength and all, and all that. So it sounds like when Jesus comes, uh, you know, our bodies will be transformed. We are. Go- it's going to be a happy day. Things will be restored. And I, I believe the book of Revelation also says that uh, uh, even this earth will be restored. It will be made new. So really, it's a wonderful time, which we all should look forward to. Look, absolutely. Hmm. Um, Fabiano, um, I think the message of Scripture also tells us that right. the second coming brings final salvation. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, I guess a really good text here would be Hebrews 9.28. Right. Hebrews 9.28. All right. Let me quickly get there. And Hebrews 9.28. Hebrews 9.28. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It, um, this is what it says, Fabiano. Okay. It says, so yep. Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. And that, that happened on the cross, right? Mm, that's right. And then it says, to those who eagerly wait for him... He will appear a second time apart for sin for salvation. salvation. So the challenge there is that Jesus is coming to bring about final salvation. The challenge, right. though, is that we need to eagerly wait for him. That's, yeah, and that's Fabiano, we're living in a world of trouble, a world of challenge. Right. Uh, there is suffering. There is persecution. Uh, patience is needed. Mm. And this is what we need as we wait for the return of Jesus Christ. And maybe maybe we could look at um, the text in First Peter yes. 1, verses 6 and 7. Definitely. And it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, um, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Peter here is depicting his his listeners, right. the people he's writing to as going and experiencing all sorts of trials and he's mm-hmm. telling them to hang on. These things will only be for a little while. Yes. And you need to hang on until the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, and the revelation is when Jesus comes, the revelation of Jesus Christ, when Amazing. he returns. The, and so because we're told to be patient, to endure, to hang on, right. because there is this eternal reward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just love, and maybe for our final verse, yes. uh, Colossians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, if you have that there. Yes, and it says, when Christ, who is our life, appears... Then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your mem, um, let me read that part again, verse five. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So really, just like we read in, in Peter's, in his writing, that God is long-suffering. Right. Uh, but the day of the Lord will come. What sort of people should we be? Mm. The challenge is here to put away, put aside anything that's holding us back, yeah. anything that's inhibiting our relationship with Jesus. Yes. You can't take garbage to heaven. No, definitely not. You yeah, can't yeah. take anything with you but your mm. character. Mm. And, and so that's why the Apostle Paul says, when Christ, who is our life, 
appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, Fabiano, the challenge that I want to leave with our listeners, and you may have one too, Mm. is for us to put aside, to put off any sin so that when Jesus comes, we can Mm. lift up our heads and we can say, this is our God. Yes. We have waited for him. That's right. Thank you so much, Pastor David. It's been a wonderful study. As we explored the theme, the Bible, Jesus, and the end times, and as we sought to answer the question, the talk of end times, is it just a session of fear-mongering? And we've seen definitely not. Friends, this is a matter of life and death. This is salvation offered freely. I would appeal to you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior daily. And if you haven't done so, this is that wonderful time. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful uh, gift of salvation. Jesus Christ came and offered his life on our behalf for every single person, for whosoever, John 3.16 says. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will give us conviction and that we will surrender to Christ and that we will accept uh, his free offer of salvation. Lead us and guide us and help us to... uh, 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 to fight temptations through the Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, to surrender all things, all the earthly, sensual, pride, selfish, all jealousy, all malice, everything that is unchristlike. Father, I pray that you may give us victory over sin so we may uh, prepare ourselves for uh, heaven and uh, to prepare ourselves for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be with us and be with our listener. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Oh, soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior, and life more abundant and free. Upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strange within in the light of his glory and grace. Through death into life everlasting, he passed and we followed there. Sin no more hath dominion, for more than conquerors we are. And turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory. Great.